Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to the Candid Car Conversations podcast. I am your host, Dr. Michaela Ward. I am also the content creator behind the CandidKayla.com platform, the hosting platform for this podcast. Here on this corner of the internet, we are all about growing ourselves in ourselves and for ourselves through the eight dimensions of wellness. As active participants in our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with God, and our relationship with the individuals around us. Today, we are starting our first real installment of our relationship mini-series here on the podcast. If you have not done so, please go back and listen to the overview um, to get a better idea. But just in summary, God has done a mighty work in my life as it pertains to my relationships. More specifically, I went from somebody who refused to ever get married, never wanted to be married, wasn't interested in dating relationships really seriously, to now I'm in a healthy, committed relationship, have been for about a year, and I'm thinking about marrying this person and seeing the journey that God has had to take me through and sharing it with individuals in my life has really been a blessing. People have been blessed by it. And so from that, I feel it's necessary also in obedience to what God has asked of me to share some of the wisdom that I gained throughout this process and really share some of the very vital things that I feel like have brought me to a place of health and growth in my relationships, even in the midst of some of the hardest seasons of my life within my relationships. So how this is going to go for those who are new, the flow of every podcast, we always start off with a prayer and then we get into our meat and potatoes. And then finally, I leave you with some practical skills, some nuggets, some seeds that you can sow in your own individual life to help get you to a place where you can start seeing this health in your own life and you can practically apply these pieces of wisdom as you move forward or even just this confirmation that what you're doing in your relationships is good. So without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and pray. So Dear Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, God, for the blessing that it is to be called a child of God. I pray, Lord, that you would be with me. Help me to speak what it is that you would have me to speak and say what you would have me to say, Lord. This is a very interesting topic, and this is not my first time recording this podcast, so I pray, God, that you would be in the midst of it all, and that it would not just be good, but it would be great, and it would be God-ordained, and God himself speaking in and through me as a evidence of my testimony. I thank you, God, for doing it. I thank you, God, that not just other people's lives, but my life, too, is changed by the reflection of your glory. In your name I pray, amen. So as I said before, this is the first installment of our little relationship mini-series, and we're going to be talking about adult friendships. Um, I think when people are talking about relationships, like romantic relationships, we tend to skip over the fact that God has stewarded us even when we're single um, relationships and individuals in our life. And 
adult relationships are hard. I think, at least from my perspective, I'm only 26, so I still have a lot of the friends that I had from childhood, but I also have a lot of friends that I met through high school, through college, through graduate school, stuff like that. But to be a very present friend, to have valuable adult relationships, once you are no longer in an academic environment, takes work. And people don't really tell you that. They don't prepare you for that. The fact that not just dating, but <laughs> friends, like just finding good quality friends outside of an educational environment takes skill. And it takes really a lot of trust in the human race especially as somebody who considers himself an introvert I've just found that it takes work and more so than not like when we're kids or when we're in an educational environment the common thread that links you all together is education or a common place where you know that you can see these people but when you go out into the real world COVID in particular the people that you consider the closest are probably the furthest away because you can't leave your house and all those different kinds of things. And so, I mean, now, me recording this, it's 2022. And so we're in a space where you can kind of get out a little bit. But even still, uh, everything will try to isolate you and divide you and to not have you make these healthy adult friendships and if you do have these adult friendships like these new and organic adult relationships most often than not they are extremely toxic and almost not even worth giving to or worth growing at least that's what I've seen from my own experience and the experience of the individuals around me and so I felt it was pertinent to specifically speak about adult friendships from a perspective of everybody should have them, needs to have them, community is important in order for you to grow and develop and mature. And so understanding that, at least from my perspective, the work that God had to do through my adult friendships is really the catalyst to him putting me in a position to be able to accept the kind of love that I have in my relationship, but also to be able to walk into something like that and to feel assured that I have the tools necessary to support a relationship in a healthy manner. And so the key points for today that we're going to be discussing is, first of all, we all need friendship. We all need community. The second thing is how to actually find friends and adult friends. Again, in this post-COVID climate, especially if you are, like I think a lot of people have metamorphosized because we were in the house for two years. There's so many people who are walking away from old friendships that no longer serve them and are now looking for these new relationships with individuals who they can grow with in this new season of life. And so understanding how to actually find friends is key. The third thing 
is how to choose these friends and knowing the difference between an acquaintance, a friend, and somebody who has the capacity to be like a brother to you. Number four is how to be a good friend. Number five is how to grow a friendship from a friendship to a brotherhood. So those are the meat and potatoes. Let's jump right on into it. So the first thing is that we all need friendship. We all need relationship regardless of if you think we do or not. And over here on this corner of the internet, we use the Bible as our bread and butter for wisdom. And the Bible clearly says in John 15, 12 through 15, it says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone would lay down their life for their friends. You are my friends, and if we do what I command, no longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends for all that I have heard from you, my father. I have made known to you. So understand that the first thing that Jesus commands, like right out of the gate here, when he's talking about this, this is um, right before he's about to ascend into heaven. We focus so much on the Great Commission that sometimes I think we forget that he said that the commandments are all summed into two basic commands. And this can be found in Luke, and we're going to talk about this in just a second. These two basic commands are love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And if you're loving God fully and loving your neighbor as yourself, well, then this second part comes this here in John 15 comes naturally or it should right and it says this is my commandment that you love one another as i have loved you greater love has no one than this that someone would lay down his life for his friends understand that god wants us to be in community it's just the ingrained backbone of the word of god at any given point and we're going to get into this in just a second uh any given point you can see that relationships is how god works whether you want to have them or not, relationship is how God works. It's the difference between religion and knowing God for yourself. And first, we have our relationship with God, right? To love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. But then, this relationship with others and this relationship with yourself. This is literally the premise of this entire podcast. Understanding the eight dimensions of wellness boils down to these two very simple things as well. You gotta love God, love yourself and then love the individuals around you so we all need community so for those who feel like you can do it on your own and you don't you do you are forfeiting a level of growth a level of obedience you're also forfeiting a level of maturity like not just the growth like you growing but a level of simple maturity and exercise and maturity you can do a whole lot of growing behind closed doors but if it's not tested then you don't truly know that you're mature if you go and you can do your own study of maturity in the bible the Bible literally says you got to be around people you just do and so that's where I started my journey I started my journey in a place where God was like are you ready to take it to the next level all right let's do this thing there was like a year where I had community but I really felt very isolated and alone this was my first year of college all my friends went off to school I stayed home and went to community college and by no means is this a knock on my journey, but it is to say that it was just a very hard journey. My pride was hurt, and I felt like I was in a wilderness for a long time, but that was such a powerful season because 
God was growing me behind closed doors. But then when it came time to go out into the world and to actually be in community with individuals, I was failing. <laughs> I was failing badly. <laughs> he had to teach me that what he cultivates in private, he will test in public. And that's where community comes in. So I wanted to talk about uh, the friendship between Jesus and Peter and how this parallel was seen in my own life. And so I know it's been tested and approved by me personally to be good flow of how to not only build adult relationships, adult friendships, but to nurture them and to grow them into brotherhood. And so the first thing we all got to know is how to actually find friends. I know so many people who feel like they're alone and they can't find friends for whatever reason, but finding friends is very simple. Finding, you just gotta find people. So the first thing is to find individuals with common interests. This is played out specifically in the relationship between Peter and Jesus. When Jesus went to go find Peter and his other disciples prior to this, John the Baptist is telling everybody that Jesus is the Messiah and that he's coming. And John the Baptist had his own set of friends, his own set of followers that he associated himself with. And it says here in verse 35, the next day John was there again with two of his disciples, okay, so his friends. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, so this is Peter's brother, was one of the two who had heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which means Peter. So here in this introduction to between Jesus and Peter, and we know that Peter is the one who denied Jesus three times. Peter is the one who Jesus specifically asked, do you love me? Over and over again. Peter is the same one who walked on water. Peter is also the one who cut somebody's ear off. I mean, Peter is literally the rock star of... <laughs> all thug life in the bible and on top of him being the rock star of all thug life in the bible he is also the one that jesus says you will build my church you are my closest friend that i trust the most to build my body of believers and this is their introduction this is how they become friends this right here says all that it needs to say on how we too can find friends uh, like I said before, the first thing is we find individuals with common interests. The individuals that were with John were all there, not because John was cool and all the stuff, but because they genuinely wanted to know about the coming of the Christ. They had a common interest. In the same way, I feel like so many of us just have to go find people with common interests. There are Facebook groups for literally everything if you want to learn how to underwater basket weave while scuba diving at 10,000 feet below sea level 
you can find a Facebook group for it. Like, there is a Facebook community group for anything, for those who are afraid to leave their home, for those who do leave their home. I'm a firm believer of, like, first of all, finding a church. Now, contrary to belief, I don't believe that we within the church, the American church, do friendships very well. I think we have a tendency to use people for their giftings and not get to know people for who they are. We also have a tendency to attempt to control people and their behavior rather than accepting people and allowing them to undergo their own walk with Christ in their own timing. But even with that being said, when you come together and in a body of believers, and the Bible says not to forsake the coming together of the believers, the fellowship of the believers. Um, he's specifically talking about the, this friendship piece when he's talking about that. You know that you all should have at least one common interest, and that common interest should be the glory of God being shown in this world. And so if you can't do that, if you can't exercise that, if you can't move in that with individuals that might not think the same as you politically or even socioeconomically, you're going to have a hard time being able to make any kind of friend. The church is literally the bottom ground for everybody has to be friends. Like, you, you can't not be friends. So I always say if you're going somewhere new or you're in a new environment or you're just looking to get around new individuals to have the possibility to make new friends, start in a house of worship of some sort. Even if you're not Christian, start in a house of worship. The second thing is the Facebook groups, but also just getting out. So if you have to go to the gym or like guys that play basketball, you can meet friends by going to the Y or the Boys and Girls Club or your local gym. Or if you're somebody who is into more artsy things, like go find a sip and paint and go make friends that way. When you're in these new environments as a new individual or trying to find individuals that you do not know, you got to get out there. You got to take the first step. You're going to have to do some things alone and that's okay. The second thing is to be open. How can you find a friend? You literally get out, but then you have to be open. It's one thing to get out and to find individuals. It's another to get out, find individuals, and then you don't ever speak to them. You gotta talk people. You can't just go and expect people to talk to you. You're the one who needs a friend. You're the one who needs community. <laughs> and this can be found in John 1 verses 41 and 42. The first thing Andrew did was went and got his brother and said, we have found the Messiah. This is the Christ and he brought him to Jesus like Andrew could have been like nah I'm good but he was open he came he found he he literally had to get out of his comfort zone to go physically see him it says in Hebrews 10 24 through 25 it says let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is a habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near to understand that being open requires three very practical steps and we're going to talk about this again at the end but I believe in the trinity of getting to know people immediately, like the icebreaker trinity. First of all, say hi. <laughs> Second of all, ask them how they're doing. <laughs> and third of all, compliment them on something that can be physically seen that you also have common interest in. 
this can spark any kind of conversation. Um, and I specifically get these three from this point in Hebrews where it says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Well, how can I entice you to speak back to me in love? I can be kind to you and say, hello, how are you doing? And then compliment you on something that I can see, understanding that we don't want to neglect being with each other. Again, this is this charge of like, it's not good for us to be by ourselves, but encouraging one another. This is in verse 25 and understanding that when we compliment somebody, that is an encouragement, whether it be on their shoes or whatever. I mean, their dog, their lifestyle, like people grow so much by just knowing that the little bit that they do is socially acceptable and so understanding that if you come with those three practical steps you're bound to have even a five minute conversation with anyone the last piece to this though is do unto others the bible says in luke 6 31 as you wish that others would do to you so you do to them understanding that you not just being open and being out there is important, but you reading the room. <laughs> if the person is not, you came kindly, that person does not come back kindly or doesn't want to speak to you, let it go. Walk away. It's not a fit. You'll be okay. <laughs> like, don't try to force anything with anyone. Um, it says in John 1:42, Jesus got to know Peter in this verse in an effort for Peter to get to know him. It says in verse 42, he brought him to Jesus, he being Andrew, Peter's brother, brought him to Jesus, and Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. He knew him. He was getting to know him. I mean, he's God, so he already knew him, but you are Simon, son of John. Simon literally meaning listener, which we know Peter was not. And he said, you will be called Cephas, which is Peter, <laughs> because you don't listen. <laughs> and I already know that. But accepting him for all of who he was in that moment and understanding that he was seen opened a door for Peter to get to know Jesus. And so very simply, this is how you actually find friends. Well, part three, how do we choose them? How do we choose the difference between an acquaintance, a friend, and a brother? How do we know that somebody is supposed to be in our life for the long haul or if they're just supposed to be somebody that we, we came across in our day-to-day -day activity and we're not supposed to speak to again? Find out next time on the Candy Car Conversations podcast all about how to be a friend. Until next time, thanks so much, guys. Bye.